0: Welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the indigo angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas.
1: Keep it rolling, baby.
0: There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, building this new metal canon as we always do every week. This week, an exciting episode, this album, Chosen. By our Patreon patrons We gave them three records And they said It's time to talk about the boys It's time to talk about corn," And their album See You on the Other Side We're going to get all into this record We're going to talk about the ins and outs Ups and downs We're going to talk about airplanes We're going to talk about pranks We're going to talk about all these things But before we get to that Jenny You and I after a long time of not seeing any live rocking and rolling, we went to a concert last week. Where did we go?
2: We went to DTE Energy Music Theater to see corn.
1: There, there it is.
2: There it is. Our sweet, sweet boys
0: in corn. We went back. We went back to see our boys. Um, this was, I believe, my first time seeing them since you and I went to see them, Matt. Yes, I believe, which 20... was the, the
1: last tour, the Stone Sour tour.
0: Yeah, the Stone Sour tour. And then, Jenny, this is your first time seeing Corn since 2016, I want to say?
2: Yep, that's right.
0: Yeah. So we're back in, and I want to just set the stage for you guys. So I drove in from Indiana, and I had a day to kill before the show So I'm like I I'm gonna- To kill Let me tell you I, I gotta take more days off That's what I learned from that You know I went to a movie Just was like moseying around Just trying to get a vibe though Of like Is this town In the corn zone Are people ready So I went to get my hair cut And the guy's like What are you in town for I said I'm, uh, I'm here for a concert Who you seeing Corn He goes No shit I was listening to "Freak on a Leash" on the way here. <laughs> I said, "No here shit." We go. No shit. Well, here's the thing. Pre this confession that I was seeing Corn, he had been pretty PG in his language to me. Once I had introduced the fact that I'm going to see Corn tonight, shits, fucks. This guy was just like, "Yeah, let me this fucking dude tell got you, got real." He was like, "Oh yeah." So then he's like, he starts telling me, "He's like Corn, they're great." He's like, Limp Biscuit, they're okay. I'm like, alright, he's got mm-hmm. scissors. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn this into a thing. He's like, let me tell you though, my buddy used to run a club in Detroit called the Tunnel. And I was like, okay. And he says, one day we're all out there, and a giant stretch hummer pulls up, and out of it hops Fred Durst and Kid Rock. And I said, Oh my god, what happened next? He goes, they went into the tunnel. And That was it. (laughs) That's all I know. And I told Jenny this, and I was like, is this anecdote good enough for the show? And ultimately, yes. It's really only half an anecdote, (laughs) but it's good enough. You get Um, to
2: fill in the blank. I
0: mean, you get to hear
1: that somewhere in the late 90s, (laughs) Kid Rock, Fred Durst, Stretched Hummer, and a club. It's everything that you think it is.
0: So, now I know the tone is set. People are ready. This guy also was completely unaware that there was a corn show. And he was like, damn, too bad I have to work. And I was like, the people are hyped. So, <laughs> Jenny, I meet you at your house. We get ready. You're ready to go. And, and also, this was also big. This was your first night away. It was mama's first night out.
2: That's right. This is the yes. first time I was not a part of bedtime. Lots of lots of feelings about that but you know got to go see corn so <laughs> you
3: got to
0: you got to priorities so, intact
2: yeah so sweet mitchell geared up for bedtime without me and pretty uneventful drive there i'd say
0: i'd say yeah we just talked about work the whole way yeah we sure did we sure yeah. did <laughs> and so, uh, look at you
1: too just oh, getting yeah. in a rock and roll mood
0: Oh yeah, we got well. Yeah, she was like, "Do you want to, What do you want to listen to?" And I was like, "Oh, let's listen to the new Quicksand." And then it was like, conversation about work turned it right down. We did not listen to the new Quicksand, and uh, and uh, we roll in there. Place place is packed. Place is ready to go. We get out of the car. First thing we hear, some guy blasting Bush. We're like, "Yeah, let's do Your it." People. <laughs> people. Right. Your people. Our people. That's right. Uh, Jenny, you spotted some people tailgating out of the back of a hearse. That's
2: right. Really into the lifestyle, so that was good. I mean, there were so I haven't been around that many people in years. Uh, It was it was a little weird, but Mm -hmm. ultimately, I think everybody kind of kept their distance. So I was yeah, of that outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But when we rolled up, I gotta say, Stained was playing.
0: Stand was playing. We get in, and the decision was made. It's time to go get the fries.
3: Yes,
2: <laughs> that was the first yes. first order of business yes. was to get <laughs> some fries.
0: So questions we, answered, fries oh. received. Well, Matt, we've got some twists for you. Oh no, this quest for fries. No twists. We roll up and we look at the menu. And it just don't, says Don't 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 do this to it me. Says, to it says it says veggie shredded fries seasoned. And we're like, wait, what is this? And we said, Are these the only fries you have? And they said, Yes. So Jenny and I looked at each other. And Jenny, you said, Let's just do it. Let's just see what this is. So we ordered these new seasoned fries. And then Jenny, you said I would like a burger as well. And I did then say that. Yes. All <laughs> hell broke loose because they didn't know what to do when Jenny decided. Oh to,
2: my god! They to, just, took away to, the basket of fries, and I was, was like, "No, no, 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 no! We need the <laughs> fries. I just <laughs> we need like, a burger too." We like, like, no, were no, like
0: no, no, no. We got it. They they took the. We were like, "Why are the fries gone?" It was insane. We we're like, "What happened?" Eventually, and I want everybody to relax. Eventually, they gave us the fries and a burger. Okay. We take the fries and burger over, we get some ketchup, we taste the fries. Jenny.
2: The seasoning only enhanced the goodness of the fries. Now, here's my my
0: question.
1: Here's my question, because
0: you used the word veggie, but I would consider a potato a vegetable. I'm just telling you how it's labeled over at the DTE Energy Music Theater, all right? Were they vegetable, like sweet? potato and regular potato
1: or were they just fries?
2: They appeared to be fries with like a garlic parm situation going I'm on. I'm in.
1: I'm in. I'm upset even more that
0: I missed this.
2: They yeah. were Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: They were so good in fact that we went back for a second or You doubled down on these <laughs> yeah. fries. Oh yeah. We double fried it, and then I went, and the thing is that now we were professionals and we were experienced people, so we walked up and we said, I would like a burger with some fries, and they immediately knew what to do at that point. No curveballs at that point, and, uh, and then I housed a burger. All while this is going on, we can hear Stained rocking, and from our side area, like we cannot see the stage, we can only hear it. It sounds like Stained is crushing.
2: Yeah, they hot sounded, they sounded yeah. great.
0: Really? Hot, hot riffs, big screams, big growls. We were like, wow, Stained is doing the damn thing.
2: A group of four dudes, probably like in their late 40s, early 50s, stood in a circle, cracked open Bud Light's. And one of the, they all cheered, and one of the dudes said, "Let's do this, boys!" Oh. <laughs> and it really <laughs> set me right into like remembering why I love going to shows at DT. <laughs> just let's do take, this, boy. Let's no do this, irony. boys.
1: No irony. No, fully serious. Fully serious.
2: Yes. Truly, just. I mean, whatever they it's had a great time.
1: Year, Jen it was 100
2: yeah wives are at home let's do this boys uh (laughs) just really made my heart grow 10 sizes so loved it
0: amazing so we uh we house the fries we um we, we talk some shop about the pod we are people watching Jenny, what was final count on machine shop tees and tanks and hoodies?
2: I think we got up to five.
0: Yeah, five in the machine shop, two Venoms, the character, the combo character, and uh, one Harley Quinn. Nice uh, was our count. Jenny, what was your take on the the hotties to naughties?
2: I'm gonna say we were heavily naughty. <laughs> I'm including myself in this. Can we say middies, hotties, natties, middies? Notties, middies. <laughs> middies, probably middy, Generally midi, uh, midi to uh, natty. and the reason I know this is true is because when there was a hottie, we were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And anytime there was a hottie, anytime there was a hottie, the vibe around the hottie was, I am not here for this. I am here because this man brought me. All right, so we are in the midst of all this. We consume our fries. We love it all. And I said, let's head up that hill. Let's go see what's going on with these boys. And Stained are rocking. They're also peppering in to their set um, some, uh, some, some of their slow boys. And every time they do one of their slow mid-tempo boys, audience flips out. This audience was hyped For the mid-tempo boys. Hyped. Which all in this setting sound exactly the same. Um, And so we get up there. And we get a view of the stage. And as I said. The band sounds like they are rocking. Aaron Lewis. Lead singer of Stained. (laughs) He is. I would say. Moseying around the stage. He has his arm crossed around his chest while he holds the microphone up to his mouth. And he's doing the screams. He's doing the yells. But his body language is of someone waiting in line at the DMV. He's also wearing readers. Um, and he's got on a Defund the Media t-shirt and an impeach Biden hat. And we were like, okay. And then it was uh it was a real check cash and look, I will say. Jenny.
2: I very much agree. He seemed like he was doing I don't Lauren and I had a lot of stories we were telling each other and ourselves about why this might be, but it sort of seems like maybe the rest of his band told him like to cool out the stage banter after a few times he has spoken his mind, I guess. and uh, He had like a real, yeah, check cashing, slight, like on the petulant side a little bit. Just like, well, I'm not going to say anything, but you'll know what I think type of shit. Um, And because I disagree with him, I hate it. You know? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I don't like Stained anyway, so I was just like i was like well i'm not wrong about this we can see this man is totally just i don't know it was whatever fucking stained who cares
0: (laughs) and uh and so yeah so they were i mean they sounded good they did sound good they sounded good they were rocking they played a lot of the heavy stuff um they played so the the last two songs of the set they played it's been a while of course place goes bananas jenny you had to leave i did you had to leave for a minute and then after jenny left they finished it's been a while and it's like okay last song banter's been nothing and spoiler alert it remained nothing literally it was like everybody having a good time okay that was it no other banter from Mr. Aaron Lewis. And then a man behind me yells out, Mud shovel!" And I was so surprised by this, but also thinking in my head, I agree. They definitely should. They mud definitely shovel. need to be playing mud shovel. Yeah. I turned around and me and this man made eye contact. And he saluted me with his drink and I saluted him with my drink.
1: As and if to I, say, I agree with you completely. I sir. agree
0: with you. We are on the wavelength. And then I turned back around and this man yelled to no one in particular, Break my heart. And I said, I am I am in stained land right now. I truly am. And then they did indeed play Mud Shovel. And, you know, I haven't seen stained in concert in twenty one years. Last time I saw them was also opening for corn on the Sick and Twisted tour in two thousand. And I remember Them doing Mud Shovel and Aaron Lewis contorting his body and going wild. And it was really something to see him mosey around the stage, arms crossed, with his readers on, still nailing Mud Shovel. It was interesting. It was In a way, it was almost like a performance piece on the artifice of performance. I don't know. Probably giving them a little too much credit. But, I mean, once again, they played Mud Shovel. They crushed it. There it is they rolled out and then it's like okay now we're waiting for corn now jenny you have taken a detour i have experienced some things
2: this is my side quest i had to pump i had to pump my milky boobs otherwise (laughs) it would have been (laughs) otherwise there would have been a problem so uh I had to really like go through it to, you're not allowed to bring bags into DDT unless it's for like medical equipment or whatever. So I had to tell a bunch of people, there's a breast pump in here, there's a breast pump in there. And they tell you to go to the first aid area for a comfortable area for mothers to pump. Now I did that, but I will tell you the man... <laughs> that was working in the first aid area, had no idea what I was talking about. And when I explained it to him, he looked like I, I don't know what he thought I was telling him, but he looked extremely uncomfortable. And so I said, Hey, look, I don't feel shy about doing this. You're not going to see anything. I have a bra. That's like a hands-free situation. I just don't want to pump out there because I don't want some drunk person to smack a milk bag off my tit. And he said, you can go in the bathroom and do this. And I said, I don't want to go in your bathroom and pump. I'll just sit down over here on one of these beds and do it. And truly I am not uncomfortable breastfeeding in public. I am not uncomfortable pumping in public, but the public is uncomfortable with me. So this man (laughs) set up like this. I don't even know. I felt like I was in some sort of like a war zone, like triage situation. He put these weird screens around me, gave me a chair and I was like, all right, thank you. I appreciate it. And while I was pumping, the first aid people were just talking about all the stuff that was going on. They said that earlier in, not to me, mind you, I'm eavesdropping and pumping. So I'm basically having a great time. And they said that earlier in the day, a girl had fallen down or a woman, I suppose, had fallen down, broken her leg. Boyfriend's with her, comes to first aid and says, I fucking paid for these concert tickets. I'm seeing this show. We came all the way out here. So, girlfriend goes to the hospital somewhere at DTE. That boyfriend was walking around. Probably not a boyfriend anymore, I would say, at that point. And then, uh, stained end. So, the whole time I'm pumping, I'm listening to Mud Shovel, by the way, which was like <laughs> a like distant Aaron Lewis of Mud Shovels. Very surreal moment. But, uh, the guy working there says, got 35 minutes. This is the problem. This is where they get into trouble. Corn doesn't come on till 915. They have 35 minutes in between. So to my delight, I was able to text Lauren. The corn start time. But he said that this is where everything goes south. Everyone's drunk. They've got 35 minutes to get into fights. So that was my cue to stop pumping." <laughs> and pack up and then i went and got a lemonade so that's my exciting story about (laughs) pumping a tt
0: there it is yeah i accidentally uh,
2: spilled breast milk on their little (laughs) bed area too i was like oh shit this is probably what they're worried about but i just uh gave it a little swipe and popped out of there so
0: there you (laughs) go little
1: little see you
2: i was like oh well see you later
0: And uh, what's funny is that I went to meet you and I missed you. You just walked out when I'd walked up to the, to the tent. And I remember I said to the people, I'm like, yeah, I'm here to meet my friend. Uh, She was, uh, she was here. And they were like looking at me and I was like, "Uh, she was, uh, she was here to, I forget what I said. I think she was like, she, she had a breast pump. I think it was what I said. <laughs> and their eyes went like full. He was like, she just left. I was like, okay. And then, like, I talked to you and I was like, oh, I see now. They were freaked out by you and <laughs> this to completely normal thing. Um, so, so we go back. We, we post up for our boys in corn. And uh, we were very happy to see longtime listener, Roach Rider for life. For Dan life. Mussel- Dan Musselman. He was there, He found us. That is a man will not be stopped. He was texting us over uh, Facebook. He was like, "Where are you at, coach?" And he found us. God bless that man. He's doing great. had some nice things to say to us. We met his friend who was also very nice. And um, yeah, it was very good to see him. Uh, corn roll out. They open with insane. Jonathan Davis in the throne, but the bitch is there, and uh, he also has an oxygen tank. And he tells us early on that, you know, he is uh, still recovering from COVID, but he's going to give us 100%. And Jenny, I think we both agreed that it was, he seemed a little shaky at the start, but he did really rally in the second half and ended rather strong.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I feel like we talked about this when we were there too, but he definitely was like bringing more effort and had a lot more stage presence than Aaron Lewis did. (laughs) Despite the fact that he couldn't really stand up for more than 30 or 45 seconds at a time. Um, yeah, it, I, I thought that like given the circumstances, uh, you know, they performed very well. It did make me sad that he's not just, like, resting.
1: Resting, yeah.
2: He needs to rest. Jonathan, you need to rest. But, um, I mean, I'm sure for one reason or another, they're out there, probably financial in some way. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that they did well. And it definitely seemed like the crowd was on their side and the crowd was, like, rooting for them. Yeah. Um, and, well, I saw Brian yeah.
1: Uh, Brian yeah Head Welch uh, talk, and he was like, Jonathan's really in it, guys. He needs your support. He needs your 100%. He needs everything from you. So
0: give it up, because he's going to give it to you. Jenny, you had pointed out uh, that they had shortened their set list a little bit uh, from, pre, from the pre-COVID infection. They knocked about three or four songs off the set list. Um, still a very strong set. Uh, they played... Uh, quite a few new songs. or songs from the Nothing. Uh, they also played Dirty because that's off- what this
1: tour was actually
0: supporting, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I I went back through the 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 last tour that they were supposed to do that got canceled was supposed to be them and Faith No More. That was supposed to be the tour that should have been. That's what COVID took from us. And then
1: Disturbed was gonna tour with stained. With right.
0: Right. With stained. That's, That's right. how
1: that was breaking down because my brain I couldn't figure it because Deftones were going to tour with Poppy, yep. Then you're going to have
0: the Corn Faith No More, mm-hmm. Disturbed, Stained. Right. So what this means is that if we're if my understanding of how tour economics works is that next year Disturbed will tour with Faith No More. That's the only way I can see this going. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let us hope oh if only uh so yeah so they did um yeah they did uh, a you know a few songs from they did cold and you'll never find me uh from the nothing uh they also did dirty from issues uh in which jonathan davis uh you know entered and said we haven't played this one too much this was the and then he said this is the first album that i did i made that i was completely sober and that got Basically zero response from the audience, and then he just sort of like shrugged, and then they went into the song. Um, and uh, they closed out the initial set with "Freak on a Leash." Then they did the encore, and um, encore was kind of like an interesting mishmash of songs. They did a "It's On," "Into Trash," and "It Did My Time." All as like one large medley, and then, you know, Jonathan Davis, he's been he's been pushing himself through this whole set. You know, he's got his throne, which was pointed out to us, and then we realized is the same throne that he had on his solo tour. So, this was his solo tour throne that they had busted out for this. He does Twist, and everyone goes insane. We go insane because it's Twist. Didn't this the thing? My man has recovered from COVID, and he's still nailing Twist, and then out of Twist into. Adidas Matt What? Matt I'm not making this up Jenny can back me up because She was there right next to me It's all true A woman Started crying
2: <laughs> Yeah
0: She did What? Like Tears of joy? Yeah Like she couldn't believe That they had just done Twist into Adidas And she was Overjoyed Truly overjoyed People are ready for concerts To be back for moments Like this
2: yeah, that was a very pure moment. She looked so happy, and I felt very happy for her.
0: And so after that, I'm like, and then they said, well, this is now our last song, and they played Blind. There it is. And it was beautiful and amazing. And uh, and that was the show. And, uh, and then we slowly made our way out, and we got into the car, and yes, everybody, Jenny queued up. Razorblade suitcase. And we <laughs> rolled on out of the venue and drove on home to those sweet strains of Gavin and the boys. Another successful trip to DTE. Concerts are back. cornerback stained are Making sure them checks are clearing. And uh, if you have a chance, check out the boys at a venue near you. Jenny, any, any final thoughts on our on, on not just uh corn, but also first trip back to to live music.
2: You know, it was everything I remembered and then some some things I forgot. I witnessed a woman wash her hands and when there wasn't any paper towel left in the paper towel dispenser, she reached her hand right in the garbage and pulled out a paper towel to use to dry her hands. And I said, you know what, I've never seen anybody do that in my entire life. And society's back, baby. <laughs> uh, it, it really is. But it was fun. It was like, uh, uh, I missed it. I did mm-hmm. miss it.
0: Um, you know what, Jenny? We've, we are forgetting one other crucial moment. One of the big highlights.
2: Oh, the the, the young man?
0: <laughs> the young man. <laughs> yes. So if you have uh, been to a rock and roll show, you'll know that posted out front as you wait to get in, through security there's going to be some booths and some tents set up for your local rock radio station. There's only one booth set up outside Corn this year, and it was for the riff, 101.1. There was one man, one young man there. He was manning it by himself. He was blasting the riff. I don't remember what classic rock song was playing when we walked by, but it was just one guy. I was like, okay, one guy. So, later... Couple hours later, we're in the show, and here he comes. He's stayed at the show, he's got his press lanyard on, and he walks by us and written on the back of his shirt, which is an official W R I F morning show shirt. Is the word Jenny. It's
2: just penis. <laughs> now, I don't know I don't know that this will translate. Necessarily into a story that you tell but you know how sometimes you see something at the same time as your friend and you just make eye contact and without a word start laughing that was the experience of this guy was just walking up like he was like the fucking shit with his Dave and Chuck the freak shirt on which was making me laugh anyway so of course I turned to watch him walk by and that was when Lauren and I both saw the penis thing and just the energy was so mismatched made eye contact and it was just a this a beautiful little moment. A beautiful little moment there. And the really road coach, the road coach field trip. Mm-hmm. Loved it.
0: Loved it. It was uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, yeah, it is the mix of his confidence in his walk with his dangling lanyard combined with the fact that he I mean, it's it was big on his back. That's like, their
2: it, that's their thing. That's like their joke, I think.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a Dave and Chuck thing freak thing they yell the word penis okay mm. i mean all right morning radio it's friday baby.
1: bitches i mean it's friday bitches
0: yeah okay all i cannot right. believe you have been able to dodge Dave and Chuck, the freak Matt, stuff. listen, I'm here in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, and every now and again, I think, oh, I need to get back to civilization. And then I find out about the incredible catchphrase, it's Friday, bitches, and penis. And I think, you know what, maybe it is all right out here in the cornfields.
2: <laughs> so. That's true. We are a lot more highbrow than that.
0: Mm. yes <laughs> right. we are way more highbrow way more highbrow right way I more believe, i believe brow. matt you uh had said that there's going to be some patreon offers uh for what uh nuts and butts or something like that that's right? exactly nuts right that's
2: exactly right
0: uh so that was our trip out to see corn it was a blast and um we're conscious to back you guys i mean obviously get vaccinated keep masking up but uh concerts they're back whether you want them or not true true and now it's time to talk about the album of the week see you on the other side by corn it's all corn in this app jenny when did this album come out
2: this album was released on december 6, 2005
0: wow that is a uh, come down record indeed is a come down record jenny history with see you on the other side
2: uh, I really don't have any history with this, other than I was working at Record Time when it came out, and I remember the album cover very well. Um, I vaguely remember Twisted Transistor coming out and thinking it was really weird because it seemed super like poppy, but that was really it. At this time, I wasn't really fucking with corn, so I never listened to it or anything like that. I don't remember it having too big of like a too big of an impact on any of the the avenues that I was taking in music at that time. How about you, Lauren?
0: Uh, so this one, I was, um, I want to say I was right before, um, oh, this was right at the tail end of um, when I was in broadcasting school. And I was pretty deep into a lot of indie and dance rock at the time you know block party death from above i mean this is like arcade fire time i'm like very deep in that stuff but i remember i was still i still had a toe dipping in the whole corn world so i'd heard about it i heard twisted transistor and i was like you know what fucking i'm doing it i'm going to best buy day of and i'm getting that mega digipack deluxe edition which I have here in front of me. Wow, the it one up. I got a baby. I picked this bad boy up. I don't know how much I spent on it, but it was Best Buy, so probably was less than it should have been. Uh, and uh, and I remember thinking it was all right. I didn't. I remember at the time thinking it was not as good as. Previous things, and also I think there was a thought of like maybe this isn't what I'm like really focusing in on right now in my musical taste. It was not on my best of the year list for 2005 that I did, which I believe was capped by Queens of the Stone Age "Lullabies to Paralyze." I think is what I had as my number one album that year. And uh, so yeah, so it was uh, I was aware of it certainly bought the uh, bought the digipack and everything, um, but I mean I did not you know go to see Corn Live or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, that was that was basically, you know, um, my my experience with it. Matt.
1: 2005, the possibility of me listening to a corn record is nil. Uh, but everybody will be very happy to hear that I was super on brand listening to Sufjan Stevens. Come on, Field Hill, Illinois. There it is. There it is. Very on brand. Plus, late registration came out in two thousand five. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and then uh yeah, the Wolf Parade record. Oh,
0: the Wolf Parade. Yep. Yeah, you're you're nailing like yeah, everything that was on my like top list of that year. Yeah. yeah, I had I was listening to all those records. Yeah. So um, this is Jenny. Who's in corn on this album? On
2: this album, we've got Jonathan Davis on vocals and Bab. Bagpipes, bab pipes, sure. Ooh, then
4: bab pipes.
2: <laughs> those bab pipes. <laughs> he was tooting on those bab pipes. Uh, James Monkey Schaefer on guitars and backing vocals. Uh, our boy Fieldy on bass and David on drums. Notably missing a headless Notable
0: record, is. indeed. Head not on this record. So, uh, you know. During this time period, I was aware that Head was out, and there were a lot of things said back and forth. Obviously, Head saying about why he left the band, with his drug issues and everything else, finding religion, all that stuff. And um, I had always been a kind of under the impression that there was a very negative vibe for a long time between the remaining members of Corn and Head. But the uh, doing the research for this album, I found what initially was labeled on YouTube as a making of the album documentary, not entirely true, not entirely true. Uh, but in that documentary, they do talk to Jonathan Davis about Head, and he basically says that you know a lot of stuff was said in the media. He said some stuff, I said some stuff, and I'm basically taking all that back. I think it's good that he's in a healthy place, and I you know I miss him every day and and basically says like i hope he comes back one day and then they even cut to in the dock him on stage saying um right there's a spot on stage where head should be but he's not here right now but he's getting the help that he needs and he's in a good place and i want you all to give it up for head and i was like blown away i did not know that this would exist footage existed i didn't know that this was the thing so i but it made me feel really good i was like okay that's nice so it really kind of also just let me know that like it makes sense now why they never really replaced him as a guitarist. They just had like some guy on the side playing the other guitar parts because they were always kind of like one day, one day our boy's going to come home. Um, So that was kind of nice. Now the rest of this documentary, Um, Jenny, you watched this doc as well.
2: I did. I would say the standout pieces for me would be uh, the way the French dude pronounced Corn, which was Carol uh which I loved and also they uh so they the doc they take a bunch of fans on a a private jet Jonathan Davis gets upset because he can't get on for a minute um take them to New York to see a show when they're in New York they do take a city tour and one of my favorite things as a Connoisseur of Reality TV is a shady edit, and they gave the tour guide a shady edit, and he deserved it. This man was just such a little weasel man, and he was just, I don't know, I don't know. He was going on and on about the people who are walking faster are making the people who walk slower be reminded that they're walking slow. But the slow walkers are reminding the people that are walking fast that they're walking fast. It's the best choreography you'll see tonight, even better than Lincoln Center. Like just a lot of this. All the cars honking are act of misplaced aggression, but they're all people crying out in need. And they're all like, they're showing this guy for way too long, but also cutting to the reaction of the people who are on this tour bus and they're all just like what the fuck
0: dude yeah lots of cutaways to like yeah like david and jonathan being like what is this what are we listening to and what was also something was that up to that point we had been treated to a lot of comedic stylings of the members of Korn when they were on this private plane with all their fans and i remember thinking this is kind of rough And then we got to the tour guide, and I was like, I take it back. Give Fieldy back the mic. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this guy, not great. And, uh, yeah, so then yeah, I'd say 90% of this doc is all about them chartering a private plane to fly fans from around the world to see them play in New York, which is very nice. These fans are all very excited. They're all very happy to be there with Korn. And this was also, like, a truly legit... They were on a private plane with Corn, interacting with Corn for hours, and I couldn't really tell. I mean, my vibe on it was that ultimately it was like five minutes cool, eight hours, ten hours nightmare, because um, it seemed like, yeah, yeah, I'm here with the guys in Corn, but then it's like, well, now we're we're just on a plane, just hanging out. What are we gonna do? And so that leads to, you know, Fieldy interviewing people and cracking jokes. That leads to David deciding he's going to play pranks on people. Um, very bold of David, by the way, to decide to play pranks on sleeping soldiers from Afghanistan. <laughs> I uh, thought that was a pretty pretty brave <laughs> mood on, on, on his part. Um, and then it all culminates with uh, with them saying, you know what? We're in a plane. Let's hook up these amps. And let's rock out. And so Korn indeed played some songs on a plane. Jenny, what did you think about this part?
2: Uh, I mean, I think I felt the same way that they felt about it, that it didn't sound great, but it was fun. And they, yeah. and they said as much. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Uh, They did here to stay. And Jonathan Davis was basically just sort of like tucked in a corner, just like. Couldn't move at all. And but still largely nailing the uh the vocal. Um but yeah, they were just tucked in it was one of those things where it's like, well you can say that we did this. Um, but very unusual. And uh and then uh yeah, they uh, they eventually land as all planes do, one way or the other. And uh yeah, they head to New York, they play the set, the fans love it, then they hang out with the fans afterwards. A true, true fan experience. On the plane with Corn, you see Corn perform live. Then you hang out with them after the show. Truly, men of the people, very generous. all good vibes. I gotta say, like it was pretty clear that the alcohol was flowing, but it seemed like everybody was largely on their best behavior.
2: I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, and uh, and at the very end of the doc, we got about five minutes talking about the making of the record. And, um, which kind of ties into the head comments where they basically say that they were kind of at a loss when he left the band and they didn't know what to do. And they were also at the end of their contract with their former label. So they jumped to a new label and they felt like, yeah, let's get a little wild. Let's start working with some different people. We can do whatever we want. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Which leads to who our producers on this record are, Jenny? Jenny.
2: Our producers here, we've got Jonathan Davis, Atticus Ross, and the, produ- the production team, The Matrix.
0: Wow. So they called in uh, The Matrix and Atticus Ross. The Matrix, uh, most famously known as the producers behind Avril Lavigne's breakthrough record, Let Go. We all know the hits on there, you guys. Skater Boy. Complicated. I'm with you. Mega hits, and uh, also they did the very controversial Liz Fair uh, solo record, which I think is good, but some people hate. And uh, so they decided to work with uh, with them, and also Atticus Ross, who is I, most famously now—I don't know if he was at the time—most famously now he's one half of Nine Inch Nails. So not the worst pedigree, and you know certainly uh, one way to go to kind of shake things up. And uh, when you go through um, the credits for the album, uh, The Matrix have a co-writing credit on every single song. So they were heavily involved um, in the making of this record. They weren't Rick rubin in it. No siree. I think, I mean, it's... uh, Oh, Jenny, genre tags. Genre tags on this
2: record, new metal and industrial metal.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. yeah. And uh, I guess we should mention this. So Korn had a record deal with Sony BMG. It ended. They partnered with EMI and signed to Virgin. And they had an innovative ag- arrangement where Virgin paid Korn $25 million in exchange for a share in the profits of See You on the Other Side and the next album, including tours and merchandising. And Virgin also received a 30% stake in the band's licensing, ticket sales, and other revenue sources. To recall at the time was considered a pretty wild contract. Um, I don't know. I think this is still pre a 360 deal. uh, Which I believe is now largely considered to be something you should never do. Unless there's anything else we need to talk about. Oh, this album sold 220,000 copies in its first week. Debuting and peaking at number 3 on the Billboard 200. But it managed to stay on the chart for 34 consecutive weeks. 1.2 million copies sold in the United States of America and ultimate guitar archive headed on their top 10 list of albums from 2005 coming in at number two. Wow.
2: Wow. 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 We better listen to this.
0: Let's do it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's probably time.
2: It's probably time. All right. The yeah. first track on this record, twisted transistor.
0: Johnny, how are you feeling about Twisted Transistor?
2: I mean, what a what a departure from what we know these boys to do. The seven strings are not here. No. Corn's signature sound not mm-hmm. here for this. Not here. Um I don't know. I mean, it's very catchy. The hook is strong. Um the I don't the music do thing really drives me nuts. Um, but you know, I it's a shock. It's a shock to hear, but it seems like a pretty good pop rock song. What do you think, Lauren?
0: You know what? At the time, I remember thinking this isn't very heavy, and what are we doing? But it makes sense for the longevity of the band because. You've got to, yeah, at a certain point, if you're going to be a band that is going to be able to pack, say, DTE Energy Music Theater in 2021, more than 20 years into your career, you've got to have something that isn't all just these mega crushers. And this, honestly, I think threads the needle pretty well. It's a weird song in a lot of ways. Because it seems to be a, I mean, it has things about it that have the the sort of weird sexual angle that Korn has in a lot of songs, but also it seems to be about the radio and the power of music. In a weird way. The power of music. The power of music, as Jenny says, the music do part, you know. And she says six times according to songmeetings.com, Music do, music do, music do. You know, just getting it in there. It's the power, the power of music, Matt. You I know hear it. You. You I know the power it. of music. You know it. Um, I wrote in my notes that um, this is a little funky. Mm-hmm. A little funky, just a little bit. But it has some crunch. But it is also easily the slickest song you've ever heard from Corn. There's some edges that have been sanded off, but I'm into it. It's a funky poppy star, Matt.
1: I was like, yeah, this is a straight ahead rocker. Doesn't have a signature Corn song sound beyond Jonathan Davis. I'm like, you can't, I can't right. hear Jonathan Davis and not be like, it's Corn. So even in his solo stuff, I'm like, oh, it's Jonathan Davis from Corn, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, um, definitely setting a tone. It's a little bit different this time, but we
0: all know it's a little bit different because again, it's a headless record. Very true. Um, there's a music video for this song, and I had honestly forgotten all about it. And watching it again, I was like. 2005 what a time to be alive jenny what did you make of this video
2: so this video uh basically was like a spinal tap take like take off send off whatever you call it uh notably absent the members of corn but they were portrayed by some of the very popular rappers at the time Jonathan Davis was portrayed by Lil Jon, uh, Fieldy portrayed by Exhibit, David, uh, portrayed by another David, David Banner, and Snoop Dogg as Monkey. I guess they were in it. I, I am mistaken about that. They were from the label, uh, but yeah, it's basically like making fun of the music industry at the time. Um, we even get a little bit of poking fun at Rick Rubin, which I enjoyed.
0: Oh, I, I that was I was like, ooh, uh, look at that. That was that was a nice little jab. Yeah.
2: But it seems like they had a great idea for a video, which was we're not doing anything really. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> ooh, good idea. I like that for you, corn. It felt very of the time, very of the time.
0: Yeah, it's a it's an unusual video. Um, there's two different versions. There's just a version where it's yeah, all these rappers pretending to be corn, rocking out, and then there's a longer, more spinal tappy version with um, little comedic bits in it, and uh, a British tour manager who doesn't know what to do. And of course, um, I have to say, of everybody in it, I would say Little John does the most consistent performance. Um, and I think it does the most to like model himself around Jonathan Davis, but physicality wise, exhibit as fieldy really throwing himself into it, um, because he just keeps vomiting the whole time. Um, just, yeah, constant vomiting from me. That's what you
1: get from X to the Z.
0: Yeah. Um, and Snoop Dogg was unusual because Snoop Dogg is, um, I mean, definitely now, is one of the most chill and laid-back people, I don't know, in entertainment. And he is portraying Monkey as basically like an unhinged anger freak. Showing the range, I guess, but it was weird to see such an aggressive Snoop. True, true. Yeah. SongMeanings.com, no surprise. Back in action for Korn on this one. Most of the comments for this album are about how you idiots... Put the wrong lyrics up. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is uh, a running theme through most of the songs. Um, that uh, they uh, ha- had, yeah, that whoever did this did it wrong. But there were a couple good comments. Uh, this one from Hexagram, who said, This song is brilliant. I don't know what a lot of you crazies are talking about. Corn sold out. Shit, you guys. Can a band evolve its sound and expression while having to be accused of selling out? i love every single one of Korn's songs, from the earliest demo all the way up to this fantastic new single, Twisted Transistor. That's because their music has helped me through the trial of my life, so I will forever be in debt to them. I can't wait to hear the rest of See You on the Other Side. With Hypocrite and Twisted Transistor, I think we're all for the Korn album of all times. You guys, this is a very passionate post, but it has the tinge being a plant. It certainly Ooh. does. It certainly does. Um you hate to hear that. I I hate to bring it up, but there is just something about the fact that they mention upcoming other singles from the album. Uh there's just a vibe about it. Now, uh they did get another comment 5 years later from Trooper132 said you're right, the song is fucking awesome. Um and uh so it's just it's just the label on the long play yeah the long play like hey give a little extra juice to to see on the other side let's even get, get, get those numbers up a little bit again head over to song meanings and just gotta pump them numbs pump them numbs um definitely definitely uh jenny were there any comments that you um liked on that one
2: i will say there was so much content for us to get into with this record i Barely skimmed song meanings, so no, (laughs) there wasn't. There wasn't. All right, right.
0: so uh, all right, let's uh, let's just keep it on moving.
2: All right, up next we've got politics. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> what, know? A, what a turndown <laughs> <laughs> you, you know uh, It's something to see Korn You know we're going to try something And we're going to experiment And so you get this album you look at that track listing And the second song is called Politics And you're like What are we going to be talking about guys And uh, the first line of the song Everyone's corrupt And I said oh good It's one of those ones <laughs> everybody's bad no one's right everyone's wrong okay and um but then we get to the chorus to want to talk about politics refuse to talk about politics don't let me talk about politics don't give a shit about politics i guess thanks all right the riffs kind of cool on headphones this album, you can this song and this album, you can tell like they are getting all wild in the studio, jumping channels, left channel, right channel, getting all wild. But uh, yeah, this uh, this seems to be one of those like uh, yeah. Somebody asked somebody about politics, and they were like, i fucking know everybody's bad." It's like, well, okay, I guess we shouldn't ask you about politics. Point taken, Jenny. What'd you think of politics?
2: I thought it was all right. It was definitely, I don't know, like the. <laughs> the chorus that you recited earlier just made me laugh. It's kind of corny, I think. Like I get the point and it's definitely like I could see this like being a vibe, right? Like at the time especially this was the third single from this record. Um I didn't love it. It was it was a bop a little bit, but I was kind of I'm missing, I will say, As much as I did not know that the seven strings were Horn's signature sound early on, I'm I'm missing it right now. I'm missing it.
0: There are moments sounded. There's like this grinding part around 218 that I was like, okay, there you go, all right. But this does feel just. It's like, I mean, it's not a hair. It's a string lighter because it's missing. It's missing those strings it's missing those extra strings so it isn't it just by pure you know mass and matter it is not heavier in a very simple way songmeanings.com i think this comment from emerson 511 sums it up well this song kicks ass politics suck i mean that's the song that's the song um matt real quick what are your personal politics oh uh, gotta go (laughs) oh there he goes what do you think of the song
1: fine okay it's fine i don't have much to say about it this is just it
0: it, it, yeah
1: it just kind of rolled
0: off me which is not what you want in a corn record i mean blessed restraint that you know everyone's corrupt starts the first verse and everybody's raped starts the second verse you know warms you up a little bit before you get hit with that uh sure. so yeah uh but you know i mean we're uh, we're still rocking we're still rocking credit where it's due we're rocking on track 2 yeah there was uh yeah this was a single the video was um the live live, live yeah. footage uh, yeah, from Family Values, 2006, lots of corn tattoos being shown off in that video. One guy with basically a perfect corn logo tattoo across his back. Um, I know, Jenny, you are a firm no tattoos of people that could let you down later on in life. But you got to admit, that guy's corn tat. Pretty on point. True. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I think we are ready the next track.
2: All right. The next track is Hypocrites.
4: <laughs> was, uh, so was never was, uh, so I 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 was never
0: I like that they followed a song called Politics with a song called Hypocrites. We are on the ride. We are rolling with it. Um, most of the comments in songmeanings.com believe that this song is Jonathan's initial reaction to head going full religious, born again, and that he believes that all those people are shysters and hypocrites and uh, rip artists and getting all into that um once again this has got a tidy riff um but it's not a monster riff and that's going to be kind of a consistency i think across this album is that you know when you when the corn signature sound is there and then you remove them extra strings you're just not going to have as much power there is that good is that bad still up in the air i guess but um but you know i mean this one you know i had a nice time with it <laughs> nice time with hypocrites jenny agreed
2: i mean hypocrites is a theme very new metal very very new metal so i was glad that we got that um yeah i mean i would have also at the time thought that this was about you know saying that heads a hypocrite but You heard the man on the dock. Seems Mm. to have nothing but love for him. I mean, did say that he regretted a lot of the things that he said in the media back and forth, so it's possible that there was a little bit of that here as well. Um, But I thought it was a serviceable song. I am missing the signature sound, though, must say.
0: Uh, Matt, thoughts on Hypocrites? Yeah, it's, it's
1: a tale as old as time. Just people say one thing do another fucking hypocrites
0: hate it songs I okay tell you. yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's I mean like true. it is it is
1: like i was like all right we're picking it up a little bit but the thing that i'm looking for is obviously missing and they know it so they're going in another direction the songs are they're very good songs i would be uh, I would be in hog heaven if I could write a song like this, and I cannot. So
0: there you go. Um, let's just let's just keep it moving.
2: All right, up next we've got souvenir.
0: on souvenir
2: uh i think it's about bullying i think the the souvenir is the deep sense of non-belonging that comes with you um but i actually liked this song more than the other songs that we've heard on this record so far uh i was i was into this um I think it kind of got back to what I expect and want from Korn. Um, so I was I was feeling this one. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I really like this one as well. I like the crunching uh, sound. I like the vocal effects. The guitar sound on this is killer. There's some cool grinding sound on this that I really was into. And once again, this is a Korn. I really do think this is a Korn headphone record. This record on headphones, you're hearing that these boys are getting wild in the studio. This song, I remember in particular, had a bit of a vibe of like, what does this button do? Is this button make things sound sick as fuck? And then Atticus Ross was like, yep bro, I got a whole row of sick as fuck buttons, and I liked it. You got some buzzy noises. So this one, this one felt like we're corn, but we're trying, we're experimenting, and in this case, nailing it. And also like a souvenir. I mean, honestly, I feel like they should have really called this song Souvenir of Sadness. I think Souvenir feels like a bit of like, a, I, we can't call it Souvenir of Sadness, but I think that's really what they should have done to really nail down the theme of the song. Um, but yeah, I thought this was one of the stronger ones on the record. I very much enjoyed it. Matt?
1: I, I like the song as well. Uh, it kind of just good tempo, good pace, good aggression. Missing that crunch. at seventh string I cannot believe that I'm missing that seventh string so much. But Lauren Here's the thing. On all of these yeah. previous corn records, yeah. Uh huh. The guitar, which normally like a standard guitar has like six strings. Five strings, six strings, something yeah, like whatever. that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when corn was making their first records, uh huh, yeah. They had another string on their guitar.
0: I guess you could call it a seventh string. Seven, seven strings is, is I believe, what they were doing on that first couple albums. And the th- thing
1: th- is, I think that helped create what one might call the corn
0: signature sound. I think they would.
1: One might.
0: One might. I mean, Jenny, in your experience, and, and you are in, as we've established well established on the show you are in a a heavy string household
2: that's exactly right Ernie Ball on speed dial over here
0: yeah so you are I mean you're constantly seeing string (laughs) numbers I mean seven six eight nine um you know you know what is your feeling on on that whole thing
2: I mean I would just say I'm missing the seventh string here you know, we need one more string. I mean, I guess we need seven more strings, really, because, well, we had a total of what was it? Uh, I guess it's 14? 14,
0: 14 strings.
2: 14 strings, 12 strings.
0: Well, then you add in all the fieldy strings. I don't know. It's a lot of new metal math.
2: A lot of new metal math. We need more strings, is what I'm feeling.
0: Yeah, definitely going to need more strings. But, this uh but this one strong showing from the boys. Strong showing. Um uh, yeah, Jenny. Oh,
2: I was <laughs> going to say up next, do we have yes. more? Do we have more I here?
0: I, I do not have more.
2: Okay, up next we got 10 or a two way. Hi. This is uh Hi. freaky freaky Jonathan coming through <laughs> songs about sex
0: man it's about doing it it's about that girl she doesn't care if it's a ten or a two way doesn't right. matter she'll be doing it her way you mean every that- night wait a minute is this some broad <laughs> talk I mean all I know is all I know is okay is that if she wants to do it her way, ten way. All right, or ten two way, way, two way. As long as I'm in the way, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know no, I'm what not what saying, I'm saying anything, but I'm just, I just
2: got a question. All right. Oh, all right, Wait, do, we're all ready right.
0: for a cue. Yeah, give it. If
3: it's a
2: ten way, I, I mean, does she got ten holes?
0: <laughs>
3: whoa! 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 <laughs> Can you I, imagine?
0: I don't know. Can you I don't imagine? Know. Can you imagine a chick with 10 holes? I would marry her, and I'm not a marrying kind, you know? I know you. I know you're a dog <laughs> you're the, for life. I'm a dog for life. I'm in an alley over here, all right? But I'm saying. so Let me get this straight. Get it straight. We, we got a girl with 10 holes. At we least. got 10 holes. At least. At least. It's crazy that Cohen's on this album with less than seven strings, but this girl's got 10 holes. I'm just saying.
2: I don't know. It's too much for oh. me.
0: That's a lot. Look, I'm going go to go to the local library and try to figure this out. Yeah. Oh, my man. We need to get, get a there.
2: biology
0: book. All right. We're go- Let's go get our library cards.
2: You know, I made the mistake of looking at song meanings for this song. You why, made a mistake. This, you
0: made one? a mistake, I don't Jenny. really
2: know. I don't really know. But there is a comment that simply starts, women are all sluts.
0: Whoa,
2: whoa there, it is. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. it is maddie ad 42 women are all sluts they say they love you and will sleep with you and promise there's no one else then they will go sleep around doesn't matter if it's 10 or two way it's still fucked up i relate to this song because i've had one of these whores do it to me <laughs> i mean it happened to yeah. maddie ad I mean, so what do you want think the i mean jeez jeez
0: jeez well, for one, I mean, Jonathan Davis lays it out in here. Only fucking you till the season change. So this sounds to me like a situation of you just got to be aware of what you're dealing with. Is this a summertime fling? Is this winter cuffing season? Like, be aware of your surroundings. Get a calendar and know what you're in for. Okay. It's but also true. be aware, if she has 10 orifices, you <laughs> probably should know what you're in for. Yeah, all right?
2: you, you might be in an episode of Doctor Who. Like a real <laughs> porny episode of Doctor real Who. A real porny still.
0: episode. Yeah.
2: Well, geez, geez, geez.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey let's, let's just be honest, all right? This is also Korn saying, hey, guys, we're, we're, we're still in the game, all right? We're still the boys that made Adidas, okay? Yeah, that's us. <laughs> That's us. Don't get yeah. it twisted. Don't get it twi- Don't get it twisted.
2: All right. Well, let's see where this journey takes us next, because honestly, we've been everywhere on this record so far. We're only <laughs> on track six. Uh, up next. Mm. we got Throw Me Away.
0: So on my re-listens, I was I was surprised I did not remember this song, and I did not remember this song being such a straight up Depeche Mode imitation. I mean, that is this is a hundred percent like heavy Depeche Mode. Um, that was surprising. I feel like though they they kind of nail it for what they're going for. Like Cor meets Depeche Mode, it's there. They, you know, you get some little BB boys in there, and certainly if you're working with somebody like Atticus Ross, he's going to know that arena better than a lot of people. So makes sense for me. Um, and as placement-wise for pacing, sure, I'll take this. I was on board for this. Jenny, how'd you feel about this one?
2: Agreed. I'm never mad at a little Depeche Mode, so I was into that. I think you're absolutely right about the pacing. And, you know, it's just uh, real emotional dips and dives here. So he's talking about just this relationship. She's doing whatever she wants. And then we get thrown me away. Kind of reminded me of another politics, hypocrites, sequencing mm-hmm. message a little
0: bit. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, as we know, Jonathan Davis is a, is a tender boy. And tender boy. He's a tender boy. And you know at, you know, and'cause a lot of these guys are tender boys, and that's why they're out here doing what they're doing, so yeah, I mean, once again, this is a very on brand corn theme, um but I mean this one this one honestly, this could slide in well with Jonathan Davis solo as well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, this very one much.
1: definitely felt a little more on the solo effort love I mean it also feels like a light nine inch nails, you in know. Mm-hmm. So just would not be surprised that this was the Atticus Ross
0: effort on the album. Uh, let, let, me, let me just double check. I don't want somebody to be you and he goes, you guys, he had nothing to do with this one. Uh, Atticus Ross, part of the team on this one. Okay. Yep. It there all it tracks.
1: Is. Depeche Mode, Cure, Nine Inch Nails, all of it together.
0: All of it together. Um somminist.com only wants to let us know that the lyrics that were officially posted here are wrong as fuck <laughs> you motherfuckers don't you forget it <laughs> this is just constant everything you know we didn't i, I want to talk about this briefly the um the uh the, the album artwork for this album so i got the mega deluxe digipack day of release um it has a slip case on it plastic slipcase that slides on to give you the artwork of basically what looks to be some sort of malnourished possibly dying victorian era boy with a ripped off head of his teddy bear um surrounded by what looks to be alice in wonderland characters a human body with a rabbit head a human body with a horse head uh we have keys key imagery going on a lot So you see all this and you think, oh, wow, they've really doubled down into the themes visually that they want to convey with this album. See you on the other side, the other side of the mirror, the other side of what Korn is going through. Korn is going through a journey. Things are going to get a little twisted, twisted transistor. Wow. The band is doing it. The band, group effort. So then you open up these liner notes and the first thing you see is a picture of Jonathan Davis in an all-white suit except he's holding a uh what would you call it Jenny the the a uh, a violin bow yeah that appears yeah. to be what that is and he is holding in his hand his heart that has been ripped out of his body cuz there's blood all over this white outfit and Jonathan Davis is playing his heart <laughs> like a violin
2: in a spoopy forest
0: it, yeah, in spooky forest, he's barefoot. He looks very like austere, very, very, very solemn. And I was like, wow. And then we on the other page, we've got more imagery, of, you know, upside uh, floating doors and a distant castle, and and we've got the, the 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 rabbit head and the horse head on the human bodies. The imagery, the visualization. You turn the page. Oh, there's a pig on a human body stairs leading to nowhere uh weird forest and then we turn and it's (laughs) david sitting in a bar looking hot (laughs) yeah like
2: he's just he just seems like he's taking a little bit of a rest wearing like a leather jacket (laughs) looking hot
0: looking (laughs) hot okay Okay. all right um okay Well, well we'll keep it going we'll turn to the next page it's a cat a cat head and a human body. Ooh, creepy floors, very twin peaks leading up to a door, but there's no walls around the door. You can see behind it a forest, a creepy forest, and then a picture. What is this, Jenny? Two it- monkeys?
2: <laughs> they're fighting each other, good and evil. One's in a, a dark suit, one's in a light suit, and they're... I don't know. they got... What are those? It's like a... It's not a scythe, is
0: it? Yeah, it's a scythe. Yeah, oh, one the yeah. the yeah um monkey we should say monkey from the band Corn, not a monkey. Although I could see why you could get confused. A lot of animals going on here. Um, yeah, one monkey is in all black carrying a scythe. The other monkey is in all white carrying a normal knife, and they are both looking like they are about to 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 slice into each other. They're in what looks to be. An older turn of the century room um, with, uh, you know, old photographs on the wall, Um, you know, looks like it might be be an old fashioned flop house. Something's going on here. Very sinister. Also, to the duality of man. Wow. Themes are back. David was just a hiccup. The themes are back. We turn the page. Oh, it's more floating doors. A dark, ominous sky with clouds. It's a lamb's head on a human body in a suit. We turn the page, and it's Fieldy <laughs> in his house.
2: Yeah, he's crouching. It looks like. Uh, it looks like this could have come from an episode of Cribs.
0: This is actually from Fieldie's house. Uh, He talks about this in his book, that he's got all the corn memorabilia on the walls in his house. So indeed, it is exactly from an episode of Crips. Wow.
2: Okay. Well, maybe everybody needed to express
0: themselves. So I like that. Yeah, it was like Monkey and Jonathan were like, we are doubling into this imagery. And uh, the other two guys are like, "Mm, nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, But you know what? Those are the compromises you have to make. Um, also, I will mention that my uh, DigiPack had a fold-out with um, extra little cards that came with it. One of them uh, gave me a one-year membership to the Corn Fan Club. I, sad to say, did not take part in that. And um, this other one thanked me for uh, purchasing the CD from Best Buy. And I, as a special gift, I will receive two Corn bonus tracks if I go to the website and download them i do not believe that i did this either um but i still have the cards um so yeah just a little bit about the liner notes and the packaging and i mean there's something else that came with this but we will get there as we get there
2: all right up next we've got love song
1: oh man really going for it on this one
0: (laughs) uh we've got beeps we got crunch this is very industrial um this is i mean this one is another one that feels very much like corn is let's get out of the comfort zone we might be down some strings but we're feeling up in our creativity and we're gonna try some things so it's a little more industrial um uh, I think that's like with those the yelling of motherfucker and the yelling of son of a bitch is sort of like a gang vocal a little bit, which is an interesting move. I mean, once again, I was, I have to say, like all three listens on this record, um, I was, I was honestly surprised by how interesting this record was. I did not go into this record with high hopes, and my memory of it was hazy. But, um, you know, every song, I was like, they were, they're, you know, they're in the studio. They're not. They are not phoning it in corn corn wh- if anything was realizing we got something we got to prove we're down a guy we got to prove we still got it we still bring that heat still do things that are interesting um and so I, I thought this one was uh pretty pretty interesting and also i gotta say i mean there is constant comments amongst on besides saying that the lyrics are wrong of people saying the band is sold out and then people saying how you know the band you know defending the band But I'm listening to these songs and I'm like, this does not sound like a band selling out. Maybe this isn't a band who isn't as heavy anymore. But I mean, if this is selling out, then sell out. I mean, you're trying new things and experimenting. This is what you should want a band to do, you know? But I think there are a lot of people that just want the same record every two years. And Corn ain't like that, baby. Corn ain't like that. Evolving. Jenny.
2: It's true. I mean, I can understand how if you hear Twisted Transistor, you would think, oh, they fully sold out. Because, uh, I mean, that was kind of the joke of the video for that, too. But I agree. Like, this sounds different, but I don't know if any of this is more commercially friendly than anything else they've done. You know, I mean, I IDK. IDK, I think it's all yeah. right. I think it's yeah. all right
0: uh matt how'd you feel about love song
1: i felt um that i was disappointed that it wasn't a cover of the cures love song uh but other than that I, I, it certainly was aggressive
0: i mean you know once 311 dip their toes in you know you're just like let them have it just let them have it
2: true very true all right up next um,
0: oh Oh, there was one i'm sorry there was one other comment i forgot i was going through my notes here there was one other comment that i wrote down from songmeanings.com from commenter hargett who said holy shit that's good music
2: wow all right well there you go (laughs) there you go all right up next we've got open up
0: So this one's an interesting one. Once again, I'm taken back to solo JD, this funky vibe, you know, I'm thought back to when we saw JD live, Jenny, and you know, he was just, you know, grooving around that stage, feeling those melodies. And once again, with this, this has got a little bit of like a it's not a rocker. It's like a it's like a grooving, like put this on, set a mood, set a tone thing. And then when you get into these lyrics, I mean you could take this a couple of ways. For one, it could be about drugs, a little druggy drug. But also, I mean, there might be a bit of a sexual edge to this. Perhaps, maybe, a subdom relationship.
2: <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for when sure that would come it up. Is. <laughs> if not on a corn record, then when would a subdom relationship be brought up?
0: Right. Truly. Um, so this one, you know, I um, I like this one. You know, I like solo JD. Um, I like this vibe. This is interesting. It makes sense as a as a mid-song, you know, a mid-album song um, to kind of switch things up a little bit. We don't have to always be, you know, completely obliterating everybody all the time. Uh, I enjoyed this one. Jenny? Uh
2: This one didn't quite capture me. I definitely agree with you that it was like solo JD vibes, which... I do like um but I don't know. I feel like I don't know. This was just kind of like a nothing track for me on all my listens.
0: Okay, Matt. The the
1: song itself is is fine. Like there isn't anything that really stands out on this record. It just feels like yep. Okay. Which is Kind of where things were in 2005, I feel like you know like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of taking a knee like
0: well what's funny is um, review wise this album did very well for a corn record. everybody felt the reviewers felt that this was yeah a step up after take a look in the mirror. whatever the gauntlet was gave it five stars out of five uh, New York Daily News gave it a favorable review. New York Times gave a favorable review. Um, Rolling Stone three out of five, Q Magazine three and a half out of five, uh, Entertainment Weekly give it a B plus. So the general vibe was I think people at the time were like, okay, Corn Corn is changing with the times, but it, for critically a good way, which may also be why you know <laughs> maybe like hardcore fans may have been a little bit more put, put off because you know the, you know they're not. They're not siding with the critics. The critics have always been wrong. Now the critics say this corn album is good. good. <laughs> what? You know, your mom's saying I read in the New York Times the new corn record's kind of nice. Mom, shut up, mom! Get out of my room. Shut up, shut Matthew. You're thirty. <laughs> Get out of my room. Okay. Well, I guess we should talk about the next song.
2: All right. Here we go. Up next, we got "Coming Undone."
0: So this song, a live staple. I'm pretty sure every single time we've seen Korn, they have done this song. And when they they did it when we saw them last week and the people were hyped. They love this song. It's a fan favorite. I have always been mixed on this song. I'm not a big I don't know. They they interspersed We Will Rock You into the middle of it when they played it live. <laughs> And I was like, ah, that's why I've always been kind of on the fence about this song. Because I don't have a strong affection for, you know, classic rock vibes. And I guess that's the, the stomp, the boom, boom, stomp thing. I don't know. It just sounds like a, yeah, like a, like a high school chant or something like that. So it's never really appealed to me. I don't hate it, but not any sort of thing that I'm like excited about. Jenny, how do you feel about it coming undone?
2: I really like Coming Undone, actually, Um, but I do have an affection for (laughs) some classic rock vibes, so that's probably where we diverge here. Um, I really like this. I thought the video was cool. Um, Yeah. We had a a lot of just performing, and then they, I mean, they come undone.
0: They themselves begin to come undone, and I gotta tell you, Korn, when they're making a music video, and they've got to act here anyway they really came through they are like oh no our bodies are coming apart what are we going to do and i appreciated the performances it's pretty good matt how do you feel about coming undone i do
1: remember them playing it live and it it gets the crowd moving this is it's pretty anthemic pretty easy like you don't even know need to know the words you just go hey you're good that's always good for a chant along song um Yeah, just kind of feels like it's patting out a set
0: list. One comment I have to read from songmeanings.com. Commenter Retribution M85 said, This song was the first music I heard when I came out of a coma caused by a TBI traumatic brain injury. I was the target of an IED in Afghanistan that introduced my brain to metal. Didn't care much for it either. When I came out of the coma, I had to relearn almost everything. How to speak, lost a huge portion of my memories and terrible short-term memory, even how to use the restroom. TBIs are considered the hidden injury. We look undamaged. One looks so strong, so delicate. Also, after two years of healing, basically stops. I'm trying to hold it together. Head is lighter than a feather. Looks like I'm not getting better. Not getting better. The chronic pain is terrible and never leaves. Pain meds don't, hence head ticking like a bomb. For I wait for death and have been resuscitated seven Times, wow! A lot to unpack there. Lots to go on top. Yeah, first song I heard, and let me tell you, more incredible. And then someone else says this is a great song for workouts, which i a hundred percent believe. Gotta lift to this one. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wide range. Wide range of experiences with this song. All right. All right,
0: Jenny. We got to talk about this (laughs) next one. Let's do it. Up
2: next, we've got "Getting Off." Ooh.
0: Yeah, buddy. We have to go to 228. All right.
1: We're going to go to 228 then. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, there it is. (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, Your old skin so drippy. Uh, let me tell you, corn have a lot of sex songs, but this might be the most straightforward and vivid thing they've. Uh, I mean, I remember thinking "Beat It" up right off of Untouchables was pretty on the nose, but it was like, I got another one. I got another one for you can't get any more vivid than this. Jenny, how'd you feel about getting off?
2: I think I laughed so hard I screamed a little bit at the I'm coming on you part. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's clear to me that Jonathan Davis is having very different sex than (laughs) the rest of most people. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but different than me, for sure. (laughs) Uh, The screaming I'm coming on you will stay with me. The song was... I mean, whatever, man.
0: Let that flag fly. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to say, you know, I, I got to believe, you know, you know, you call in the Matrix, you call in Atticus Ross, you're working together, you're working with Corn, and then one day Jonathan Davis walks in and he's like, here's here's my new one. Here's what I got for you today. It's, uh, it's about jizzing all over the place. I'm uh, just getting the booth. And the Matrix and... Atticus, Ross, I'll look at each other like, yep, we're working with corn, baby. We're, uh, <laughs> we're definitely. But, you know, I don't know. Celebrities, famous people, we don't know that world. Who knows? This might be nothing. This might be nothing at all. Because these are people also, they make a phone call. I need a lady with 10 holes. Give me half an hour. True, Different true. Different world we can never Give imagine. Give me half an hour. Half an hour. What area code are you in? Half an hour, 25 minutes. I'll have it. I I put in my notes here, question mark, put it on your sex playlist. Now that I've written it down, I think it might be a little too on the nose for a sex playlist. Like if you're already doing it, this is a hat on a hat. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. There is no reason whatsoever to read the comments on songmeanings.com. We just need to keep on moving.
2: (laughs) All right. Up next, we got Liar.
4: You dry quick as they can. Vags right down, red to blue. Now you're barely a man. Oh my God! How can you? Deny-
0: So once again, you're a Corn fan in 2005. You're hearing Twisted Transistor. You're like, is Corn is Corn going too poppy for me? Right, what are they doing? Are they still the Corn that I know and love? And then you look at the track listing and you see a song called Hypocrites. You see a song called Liar. You're like, liars and hypocrites on the same album? Corn's gonna be okay. Then you put on this song, and you listen to it and you go wait who's the liar here so then you gotta get them lyrics out and you start reading the lyrics and the liar here and i mean i've been thinking about this album more than i think most people may have ever (laughs) so jenny correct me if i'm wrong but the liar in this song is jonathan davis's dick
2: i think so
0: the liar in this is that Jonathan Davis got a boner, and, and and then afterwards was like, Dick, you were wrong. I shouldn't have fucked that person. Why did you lead me astray, Dick? You liar. How can you and deny
2: the flood that's flowing through, flowing you? through you? That's...
1: Classic coxman.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Jenny, what'd you think of Liar?
2: I thought Liar was all right. Um, You send me an email with videos and everything in it. And I was sort of surprised to see that this had a video. And I was even more surprised when I saw what the video was.
0: Truly, one of the most bizarre things. So, I, I did not know that this video existed prior to doing the show, and um, I found on the wiki it was like, yeah, there's a video for liar. So I go on YouTube.com, popular website, packed full of vids for you Dot to watch com? anytime. And com, YouTube.com, mm-hmm. mm,
3: yeah,
0: um, pretty. You should check it out. A lot of music videos, a lot of other types of videos, um, videos that can help you, and also videos that can hurt you. And so I type in liar. Corn And all I'm getting is just lyric videos, just the song by itself, Liar Live, but no official music vid. So I said, that's unusual. So I went over onto Mm. Google.com. Also, that can take you to a lot of different places. Once again, places that can help you, places that can hurt you. And um, I Googled that, and it took me to Vimeo.com. And Vimeo.com indeed had this video in which the band is all portrayed as... CGI avatars performing in space?
2: On a clock Time? head? On a clock a face uh, face, not the head of the clock, the face of the clock.
0: Yeah. Um it's a must watch if you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. Um when it started, I was worried that we were about to get something similar to that terrible mud vein video that was one of the worst things i've ever oh, seen. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, very terrible, but The animations of the band are surprisingly good, surprisingly fluid. There's a shot of animated fieldy playing bass coming out of, I believe, a jack-in-the-box. And if you don't look at the head so much, but just look at the body movements, it doesn't have that herky-jerky video game thing. It's fluid. Looks like a person. So I was impressed in that thing. But at the same time, I was like, this is the video for Liar? About your dick betraying you? Okay. Very unusual. But a must-watch. Google.com will take you to Vimeo to find this video. Matt, how'd you feel about Liar? I didn't like it very much. <laughs> mm, I, okay. It just
1: kind of, it just feels rote. It just feels like, I mean, I mean, I love a good My Dick's Betraying Me song. Don't get Duh. me wrong, everybody. Love it. Incredibly One of my favorite genres. There it is. But uh, I just I kind of feel like the, guys, the boys might be a little tired.
0: Maybe, maybe. I mean, do you look at that as like a band puts out a record and it's like they get a song about being betrayed by their Dick. I know these guys need to need to pack it in. For the, a little bit. You might be at the end of the tank. You know yeah, yeah, Jenny Jenny, um, in the long-story career of Rush, how many times did Getty Lee sing about his Dick betrayal? Mm. i love that you're giving this more thought than it deserves. <laughs> i am amazed at how much extra thought she's giving it and i'm loving i
2: it. don't i think there's maybe i don't know if it'd be a betrayal song there is maybe one song that could qualify but i don't know i guess what you were expecting me to go were none but that might not be true
0: <laughs> i mean rush have enough albums that at some point Getty got in the studio and he said, Neil, my dick fucking betrayed me. Yeah. Get behind that kit.
2: I mean, Neil wrote a lot of the songs. So.
0: There it is. Yeah. You know?
2: All right. Up next, we've got For No One.
0: it up on this song. But I was surprised to find this song bearing a lyrical similarity to a Roach coach favorite Fieldie's Child Vigilante. If you recall that song from Fieldie's Dreams, Fieldie's Dreams. Dream. Uh, that detailed Fieldie going around doing some pranks. Run his neighborhood, flaming bags of shit, peeing on things, just getting up to trouble. And this song seems to be about the same thing, about corn getting in a car and getting wild. Now, what are they doing in that car and what they consider to be wild? I mean, your mileage may vary, but they're blasting some tunes because that subwoofer's kicking in. They've got TVs in this car. Because, you know, it's the mid-2000s. Pit my ride. All that's going on. So, of course, they got some TVs in the cars. But what are those TVs showing? Um, they're showing some porn. Yeah. yeah. Bunch of guys driving around town looking at porn with each other. Yeah. And um, then, you know, they're flipping people off. They're throwing bricks through windows and then driving away. Watch out. Can you describe... Sir, can you just describe what the assailants did? At, like, can you just tell me what were they doing when they threw the brick through your window?
2: They were watching pornos in their cars.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, all right. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll we'll look for those guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had pornos on.
0: They had pornos on. Um, and uh, once again, this thing of just like what it's like to be in corn apparently it's just like we're gonna hang out we just put some porns on and get wild
2: i mean the the craig gas story seems more and more likely (laughs) every day day. all right up next we've got seen it all
0: Johnny, how'd you feel about seeing it all?
2: At this point, I feel like we could have had a 12-track album and been good. I wasn't really feeling this. Because
1: I was going to ask you how respectful of our time is this album.
2: So the normal version of this is 6101. Um, There are a lot of various different bonus tracks and deluxe editions and things like that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, the straight ahead record comes in at
1: 61.01. That's lengthy.
0: It's a little too long. And it is a situation where I feel like there are songs in this record that probably, I think actually seeing it all is pretty good. I don't think it needs to be six minutes long, but I think it's pretty good. But also I feel like earlier in the record, less songs in this record, this song might be thought of better. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, The album's just too long It's just, I mean, I get it corns they gotta prove themselves So they're gonna give you a slab of songs But yeah, this one just feels Just uh, just too long Too long um, But I enjoyed it
2: Well, in that case We've got one more track On the normal version of The record And that is Tear
4: someone to love me when I used to be someone and I knew there was someone that loved me as I sit here the and even girls get tired and go home as they cry
0: So it's, uh, it's a very moody outro. It does eventually at 3.30 have a drum drop, which is not as big as you would expect, but it felt very 80s to me. And I'll be honest, once again, I kind of think Corn nailed it on this. I think they were trying to go for maybe like a little bit of like a Nine Inch Nails Hurt vibe a little bit. Mixed with though, like Jonathan Davis's love of like 80s new wave, Depeche Mode and stuff like that. And I think it really works. Now, there's one weird thing. It's the way that Jonathan Davis says the word something. It sounds like he's saying something every <laughs> single time. Interesting to, interesting choice. Does take me out of it a little bit. But as a moody closer, I think it's pretty solid. Jenny?
2: I definitely think it takes you out. And I like a moody close. I think there are a few songs on this record we could have hacked and had this on there and been just fine
1: matt i i i like the song i i I like this this moody boy is it a corn moody boy i don't know it definitely feels like they're going in a different direction here but this also feels very solo album to me Mm.
0: there you go well you know what listen as people have pointed out in the past every band is made up of individuals. True. And sometimes one individual will get more of a say in another. Sometimes that individual is your dick! Why did you lie to me? Anyway. so <laughs> you, fucking uh, lie. you fucking lied! You oh, fucking lied! So, if you have the normal version of the record, that's it. It's over. Close the, close the CD case. Move on with your life. But if you got a special edition, you could have up to... Five. Five extra songs, Jenny? Yep. Five extra songs. And we were like, this record's already too long. Love it, hate it, it's too long. And we needed to make some calls. So, Jenny, I compiled all of the bonus tracks. I sent them over to you. And I said, if we got to talk about one of these bad boys, which are Inside Out, which is the iTunes special edition bonus track, Too Late I'm Dead, the Japanese edition bonus track. And then the the ones that I got with my special edition, It's Me Again, eaten Up Inside, and Last Legal Drug, La Petite Morte. Jenny, which song did you say that we needed to check
2: out? I said, obviously, we need listen, to listen to Last Legal Drug, La Petite Morte.
1: The Little Death.
2: The Little Death. French
0: for...
3: I'm coming on you
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here we go Here we go I mean, it makes sense. Y- you can't have ten or Two-Way, Getting Off, and Liar, and Last Legal Drug. That's just a lot of jizz on one record. That's true. Who are you? Relative Ash? Come on. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you and why do you come so much? <laughs> why what? <laughs>
1: uh, Who are you and, and then, why are you Peter North and all over my couch?
0: You Truly. I will say this, uh, this song actually might have the most... Uh, the most vivid jizz imagery. Um, I mean, it's a mess. Um, I mean, that. There you go, right there. Um, uh, also, I like this one. When does the when does pleasure become pain? When does sex become insane?
2: That was the one that Let did it for go. me. <laughs> truly, truly loco. You know,
0: it, I believe it's when you're doing it and one person says. <sighs> This section's gotten insane. <laughs>
2: this has That's gotten been, insane.
0: This is <laughs> insane. <laughs> Whoa, things have gotten pretty insane between the two of us, I would say. <laughs> That's when you know you're nailing it with your doing it. Um, so uh Jenny, was there anything else that you really um enjoyed about Last Legal Drug over the other ones?
2: I mean, I just think that this is like a very uh this to me is like peak Jonathan in this era. This is like, this is what we're doing here, and I enjoyed it.
0: I mean, thinking man, he's also sober at this point, so he's like, I gotta get my rocks off, and the only way I know how is by jizzing on everything. <laughs> so, ropes, ropes, ropes. So listen, we're gonna drive around town and throw some bricks through some windows, <laughs> but we will be watching porn during all of it all like all right monkey's like i gotta go watch some porn with jonathan he doesn't do drugs anymore what do you want me to do (laughs) um and uh yeah i would say if you do if you are curious about the other bonus tracks i do recommend too late i'm dead it's an incredible song title and um eaten up inside probably is the best chorus of all of the bonus tracks um and that's the album, and it is now time to talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon, Jenny. We will start with you.
2: So this album was an interesting ride. Um, there were some songs on it that I like, but overall, I'm not sure if anything really stood out to me as canon worthy. I wasn't mad about it, but that seventh string. That's those seven strings, the missing seven strings were truly missed for me. And I mean, I could see an argument for coming undone to be put in the canon just because it is such a live staple. But then would it be coming undone at a live show in the canon? I don't know. Too complicated. So for me, I don't think anything. It's too cummy for the canon, I think. (laughs) What do you think, Lauren?
0: My first big takeaway from this record is that it's pretty good. It's, it's a very solid listen. All three listens, very pleasurable for me. Um, a Headphone listen, very revealing in regards to the Sonics and what they were doing production-wise. Um, so, overall, I thought it was actually better than Take a Look in the Mirror. That being said, though, Take a Look in the Mirror, for lumpy as that record was, that record's got, I believe, two to three classics on it. Did My Time... Right now, you could argue um, y'all want a single. <laughs> um, you know, like these standout moments. Maybe the record as a whole, you know, kind of dips for a lot of people. But it's got these moments that are just like, oh shit, this is a more cohesive record. They seem to be in a better place, but it doesn't really have any like standout essentials to me, um, which I think is like doesn't put it in the canon but it actually i feels like a good rebound for the band and i think also makes sense for why it did well critically um but yeah like as far as corn essentials i mean like i you know i agree that i mean the facts bear it out the coming undone is uh is a live staple and beloved by the fans but i don't believe that it belongs in the canon matt
1: kind of the same feeling all the way um not super into it i don't think it really goes into the canon it is
0: okay okay all right well there you have it corn this is corn is this corn 2.0 i mean is this we didn't mention this is the last album with david on it oh wow yeah so
2: maybe he fell asleep at the bar from the uh,
0: album artwork maybe he does he is tilting his head because he's a little sleepy a little sleepy so that might be it um so there you have it corn see you on the other side nothing for the cannon maybe we're missing some parts but the boys are still there they're doing their thing and there is come everywhere littered littered all over the place all right take your shoes off at the door please and uh, that brings us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Roach Coach, and all of those. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, Coach with a K. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Matt.
2: Thanks.
0: Thank you. Okay. Well, bye bye. Bye
4: bye.